Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Hope you're well today. Coming up on the programme, Cabinet is meeting today to review vaccine mandates to be announced this week. What should we change? That just after four. Should it be made compulsory for employers to publish starting salaries when advertising jobs? A select committee has recommended that. Something that you would support? And are we seeing a rise in anti-woman sentiment? Many might have viewed a video that went viral recently. A group of men in the South Island saying that if you call yourself a man, it's time to stand up and speak up. Plus the science of boredom. Bird watchers and people in insurance considered amongst the most boring. This from new research, not my view. Nothing wrong with bird watchers. Some of my best friends are... I was going to say bird watchers, but in fact, I don't know any bird watchers. But anyway, we talk about that. Our Manaheri today, new to the panel, Max Harris, legal researcher, campaigner, and writer. Max Kiora, lovely to have you on. Kiora Wallace, really nice to be on. And just stating right up front for our audience, volunteering for Officer Collins Auckland Mirrority. You do legal work for action stations. You studied at Oxford, Rhodes Scholar. You wrote a book. You're now on the panel. Where does it end? <laughs> it's great to be on. And also, by the way, a very good book too. It's called the New Zealand. It's called the New Zealand Project, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, Wallace. The New Zealand Lovely. Project. Also with us, Janet Wilson, columnist, broadcaster, former senior press tech for the National Party. Janet Kiora. Kiora, how are you? Good. Hi, Max. Lovely to have you on. Yeah, nice to be with you, Janet. Do you have a book in your Janet? Something like, I don't know, Into the Cauldron, oh, being Janet? A Mills and Boone? A Mills and Boone, perhaps? No, I don't think so. But you have so much to say. So. Yes, that's right. <laughs> true, true debt, as they say, as the kids say. But no book just yet. All right. Uh, no book. To this first. Uh, Let's go to this. Yeah, Auckland recorded one of his wettest hours this morning uh, as the city was lashed by thunderstorms causing widespread flooding. The severe weather warning lifted only a couple of hours ago. Several schools were forced to close, including Audewa College. With me now for an update is Principal of Audewa College, Greg Pierce. Kia ora, Greg. Uh, Kia ora, Wallace. How are you? Good. How did this morning start for you? Did you have any idea the rain would get this bad? Uh, well, obviously, like a lot of uh, other principals, I guess we looked at the forecast and thought we were in for a bit of uh, heavy rain. But it's, uh, yeah, it's very difficult to gauge that, particularly in Auckland. As you are aware, the yeah. localised downpours are so unique. Uh, some schools, you know, escape unscathed and others don't. And unfortunately, we're in the receiving end right this morning, right in the middle, yeah. Uh, a, a, an image went out and uh, it looked actually quite incredible. The The hallway was really badly flooded. What was it, about a metre of water? I don't know, but uh, how bad is the flooding? Yeah, I mean, uh, and unfortunately it happened just as our staff and students were arriving, uh, just getting ready for the morning briefing to start the week. Uh, and ironically, we just had a week of online learning due to COVID, so we're looking at getting things back up and running from today. Uh, but it wasn't to be. But, yeah, no, the water in the walkways uh, with the students and the corridors where they go, you know, it was between sort of uh, up to knee length at times and it was flowing water because we're surrounded by an estuary here and, you know, we're not much above sea level at all. And uh, with the intensity of the rain, it just, uh, yeah, it couldn't go anywhere. So, uh, yeah, we've got about 
eight or ten classrooms quite significantly affected, and we're just getting those assessed now. We've got a specialist team in here helping to clean those up. Uh, and our arts and events centre, unfortunately, which we use for a lot of community events and our assemblies and so forth, uh, that's quite uh, that's quite majorly hit. So we're just getting an assessment done of that now. All right, we'll keep in touch, Greg and Kiora, for now, and uh, all the best for the cleanup. That is. Uh or whatever, College Principal Greg Pierce there. It is uh, coming up to 10 to 4, the panel. Uh, and I wanted to touch on this. This is fascinating. A Spruce up basketball court in Christchurch has been caught up in a flurry of Facebook comments claiming it played into gender stereotypes, reports RNZ. A group of girls from South Hornby School said they were intimidated to use the courts and thought that bright colours would make the space more welcoming. And so, in conjunction with the Christchurch City Council, and basketball club Whananui Gators, the courts were painted pink, yellow and green. The comments flowed in. Most didn't like it. With us is Zoe George, senior sports journalist uh, for stuff. I thought I'd get Zoe's uh, view and take on this. Zoe, nice to have you on. So lovely uh, to hear from you, Wallace, and to chat to you. I do have to apologise. I'm a bit husky today. I may have lost my voice cheering very loudly for the white fans <laughs> in the World Cup yesterday <laughs> against England. It was an absolute nail-biter. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but yes, Christchurch, uh, this, this, I don't know if you've seen it. It is incredibly bright and colourful. Uh, and I have read some of the feedback as well. And to be quite honest, I quite like it. Um, the reasons why it's, it's colourful is because they went out to their local schools and spoke to girls and young women mm-hmm. about what's stopping them from engaging in sport. And uh, and one of the reasons is that they, they didn't feel like that they could access that facility. And by making it bright and colourful, that's one of the reasons that they might access it. And I am all for anything that will get our girls oh. and young women engaging and participating in sport. Yeah, so I'm looking at this, so the basketball, and not the usual tarmac, grey, Janet Wilson. So what do you got here? You've got the a painted pink, yellow and green. Playing the gender stereotypes or it's a good thing? I think it's a fantastic thing. I'm with Zoe on this. I think right. anything. This was done in consultation with yeah. with young women in the district. This is what they wanted. If, if it gets them out on that basketball court, that is nothing but a good thing, right? Nothing but a good thing. How Zoe, can you argue with that? Zoe, stay there, Max. Uh, yeah, agree with Janet and Zoe. Couldn't have put it better myself. And it's well, it's true. And the thing is, though, we do see a huge drop off when it comes to engagement and participation of girls and women around about that fourteen um, to seventeen age gap. And research has been done around the, around the world. Most recently, a study from the UK that interviewed four thousand uh, female teenagers found the reasons why they don't want to engage in sport is a lack of confidence, schoolwork pressures, and forty three percent say that they feel unsafe outdoors. Huge, it's okay. a huge number. Another yeah. say, half say they dislike being watched as they exercise. Seven in ten avoid sport on their period. And they also feel self-conscious in sports uniforms because often these uniforms are not designed for young girls and women. So there are bigger issues uh, for girls and women in sport other than what colour a basketball court is being painted. So yeah. do you think that we'll uh, see more courts around the country being painted pink, yellow, green, orange, whatever the colour. I hope so. You know, I spent many a Saturday morning at the netball courts, the grey tarmac. You know, I think that if I was a kid growing up playing sport on something that was bright and colourful, that would absolutely intensify my enjoyment.
Very good, Zoe. Kia ora. Thank you for that. Uh, that is Zoe George there, Senior Sports Journalist at Stuff. Um, fair point, uh, Janet, isn't it really? Uh, if, there, if, if there's more engagement to be had, then who cares about the great tarmac? Why not? Yeah, I, I agree entirely. Um, uh, some of those figures that Zoe was quoting indicates quite a high level of anxiety amongst that young age group and um, a lot of underlying other things going on as well. People feeling, oh, but it's an age when you are self-conscious, isn't it? Yep. So anything that can we can do to help them is, is great. Lovely. All right, it's time for I've Been Thinking. Uh, Max, because it's your first time on the panel, why don't you start? I've Been Thinking. Sure, thanks, Wallace. Uh, well, I've been thinking about our teeth um, and how our healthcare system treats uh, dental care. It's partly because a friend of mine has had a really horrific experience with um, a recurring abscess, which has cost mm. her um, several hundreds of dollars. She's now found out it um, came from an impacted um, canine that's going to cost um, thousands to correct it. Um, and also because um, North and South's new issue has an excellent cover piece um, by Helen Glenny um, on dental in our health system. And really, she asks, like, why isn't dental part of our public health system? Why isn't dental free um, in the same way hospitals are? And she calls it a gaping abyss in our health system. She says 44% of New Zealanders avoid it because of cost. Uh, average cost of a checkup, I think, is something like $153. And um, we know that bad dental care can predispose people to, to heart disease and cancer. And um, what she says in that article is that the reason it's, it's not in is that there was lobbying when we set up our public health care system to, to exclude it and also that it, it would be a high cost. But I wonder whether views may have changed on that. Um, and I wonder whether the costs of inaction have become clear, the cost um, downstream for not um, going to the dentist. I haven't been to the dentist for a few years um, and, and really should have gone and, and feel like if we but had a, a that's simple your, system. That, hang on, that, but that's your responsibility, isn't it, Max? Um, you haven't been to the dentist for a few years. Yeah, I'm worried about my um, parents hearing this. And, um, of course, there's an element of personal responsibility. And, um, <laughs> there, there, certainly is, there certainly is, though, isn't there? Why aren't you booking for a, a hygienist next week? I, I, I Probably after getting shamed by various people after this, I, I will. But cost is a factor, and for me as well. Um, and I know lots of people who've delayed because of worries about how much it would cost. And the way we treat the rest of our healthcare system is we want it to be accessible. We want it but to be it easy doesn't, to go it doesn't in. cost much if you book in uh, once a year to have a hygienist. I think that's true. But um, I think there are some things in society that are so important, that these sort of essential services, you know, libraries are free, hospitals are free, but we say we want to make it as easy as possible um, for you to get access to those services. And in my view, like our teeth are not a luxury. Um, like dental care is really important, um, as this piece mm-hmm. points out. So I think it, it falls into that category. You're going to um, book and in? I think we sh- You're going to book in? Um, I'll, I'll book in, but I'd love to see the government <laughs> and others do more to make it even easier. We'll get a big response on this because, uh, you know, dental health issues, and I'm not making light of it because I'm very aware as well, as, as other people are, the thousands it can take if you have a root canal, if you have an impacted canine, that type of thing. It's um, It can be very worrying. Uh, Janet Wilson, I've been thinking. 
Before, before, just before I go to my yes. I've been thinking, can I agree 100% with Max? This is a debate we really, really need to have. This is the only privatised form of, of um, uh, public medicine, if you like, in the country. And if we, if we don't have that debate, I think there, there are going to be great consequences. I, I agree with Max. You There's do? lots of people not going. There's lots of people not going to the dentist because they cannot afford it. It is a bridge too far for them. And that leads to other ongoing... Well, send us, send us your feedback. Totally agree. The cost is outrageous. Not true, Wallace. Every time I go, I'm called back for more things, and it costs too much. Uh, someone says, what are you talking about? A hygienist, $200. I can't afford that. All right, Janet, take it away. Right. I've been driving around the Motu lately, and I want to talk about we've got a problem, Aotearoa. Our problem is our driving. Our driving is appalling. Um, courtesy on the road seems to be a, a thing of the past. It's become a really old-fashioned notion. Roundabouts have become a personal challenge for drivers to speed through instead of stopping and observing oh, the road rules. There and I tailgating. agree. Roundabouts. What's oh, with the driving? They're a disgrace. This is, tailgating this is angry. Yeah. is the automotive form of bullying. You know where people... Get, get behind you on, a, on yep. a highway somewhere and they get right up your exhaust pipe. That is a form of automotive bullying as far as I'm concerned and we need to do something about it. Now, look, this is a bit of a rant from an old trout, right? Go for it. But, but it has huge implications for us as a nation. Um, it has huge implications in terms of just the loss of loved ones. The, the road toll for mm. 2021 was 319 people. That's 319 members of a whānau that have, been, have gone from their lives. And it costs us as a nation $5 billion a year. Crashes cost us $5 billion a year. So politeness and courtesy on the roads is really, really important for us. I'm wondering if if COVID has just got us all so wound up that we've just thrown things out the window. And I, and I do worry about that, um, that COVID has got us into such a state that we've, we're forgetting the, the normal little courtesies. We're forgetting the road rules, Janet, especially roundabouts. Yeah. It is, it's a disgrace. Uh, are we a nation of bad drivers? Text us 2101. Max Harris, first time on the panel, and Janet Wilson with us. Stay with me. I'm Wallace Chapman, 4 to 5 right here.